Hello and welcome to this week's episode of What's New with Nikki. Today with me I'm joined with Silas Welch and today we will be talking about political independence, also known as not aligning with one or two of the main political parties. Um, Do you have a personal definition for political independence or at least political independence that's specific to you? Um, To me, I find it more as a, a moderate kind of thing. Um, but there is differences between the two, independent and moderate. Um, but for like, like you said, it's not really going to the two parties um, or not joining with them to an extent. You can lean, but not very much joining. If that made any sense. Um, yeah, like you're saying, like it's more of like a central view that kind of is a conglomeration of a bunch of different ideas rather than like associating with one or the other is what I'm getting at. Yes, yes, basically. Um, So to begin, uh, we kind of already covered this a little bit, but what is an independent voter and how are they different from voters that are aligned with a specific party? Well, I just realized I had this out of order, so that's why I was confused. Um, But so uh, independent voter, true, like a true independent voter is someone who really just doesn't have a preference um, between a Democrat or Republican, and again, it could be a different political party, like the Progressive Party from Teddy Roosevelt, which I'll talk about later, and how that failed miserably. Um, but about less than 10% of, of independents have no leaning, and because the main political parties are Democrat and Republican, there is always going to be a sort of lean for um, independents for the most part. So most do lean. Uh, but something that makes them a little different is that they aren't as quote-unquote radical as uh, someone who might identify themselves as a uh, as a, as a Republican or or Democrat. Um, but also, it can be a bit of wordplay too. Uh, just some people just like the sound of independent better than than saying they identify with a specific party because it makes them feel like they're more open. Uh, so it really does depend on the person to a certain extent. Yeah, like um, with such a heavy two-party system like we see in the United States where pretty much the only chance that people will have of winning is if they identify as a Republican or a Democrat, like um, Green Party or Libertarian really don't tend to go too far, though they are on the ballot and are, I guess, well-recognizable party, they still have just about no shot of winning. Um, like you said, though, something that's interesting that I kind of pointed on, it is very specific to the individual being an independent, like for example, Bernie Sanders, um, for decades and decades and decades, he identified himself as an independent. His Senate, um, everything was just um, independent. He was known as an independent, um, that until he ran for president this year in 2020, he still ran as an independent in 2016 from what I believe. but. Um, he ran this year through the DNC and everything. So like you said, it is very individual because he definitely doesn't really have typical centrist leaning views. I just like, again, like you said, kind of depends on the personal definition. Like I think it was just him not really identifying with the views of the Democratic or Republican party, um, even though his views really aren't a mixture of the other. So it was a very interesting point. I was probably gonna bring that up anyways, um, had you not said that. So uh, when and why did you decide to become an independent? So growing up, my family is already kind of moderate and independent, um, but then I went on social media and stuff, which is, really isn't the best place, I think, for um, finding political stuff. I think you should do more in-depth research. 
but at first I sided to the right, and then after a while I sided more to the left. And then I was moving kind of back to the right, and at that point I was like, you know what, I might as well just become independent, because it was around um, the time that uh, Trump was president, and uh, around that time I think is when the Democrat and Republican Party really started to divide. Uh, so there I decided that I'm just going to uh, stick to being independent. Yeah, I've seen that, um, like statistics have proven that after Trump's um, candidacy um, and his election win, um, there have been more shifts um, to the center, which is very, very interesting. Or Republicans typically that would vote red in any instance, um, then becoming just about card-carrying Democrats. So it's very interesting to see how things have changed just after one president. Um, I don't know if it'll come back down yet after Joe Biden or if it'll stay, I guess, the same statistic and people will choose one side or the other, though they're, of course, not forced to. Um, it'll be just interesting to see. We'll definitely have to wait to find out. So why can't independent voters vote in primary elections? Um, if they were to, uh, would they affiliate themselves with a the party? Um, well, main reason is because, again, the, it's very two driven party wise. We have the Republicans and the Democrat. And if you vote uh, via something else, it, I mean, it's, it's very hard to come by unless you do seem like an independent who's very lenient towards one side. Um, in what case, I mean, that'd be to me, that'd be strange identifying as independent when you're very far um, right or left. But at the same time, I, I could be very well confusing that with moderate. Uh, but you did kind of answer that for me in, in the thing, because they, uh, if they were, they would have to affiliate themselves with the party in order to make any kind of big, like, big difference. At least that's my understanding, unless you have yeah. something else. Yeah, because like I was saying, um, independent voters, you have to vote red or blue. You have to pick one um, if you want to vote in primaries um, just to, you know, get the candidate. Of course, it really doesn't make sense, though, honestly, for an independent to vote in um, like if an independent was Republican leaning, for example, why they would want to pick the DNC um, number one, who they would want to win the primaries. So it is very, um, yeah, they would have to pick one and then affiliate with that for that vote. And they could personally, like, with themselves be an independent, but legally, I guess, on their voter registration, they would be considered a Democrat. Um, something else interesting is in the Senate, um, I believe this was a few years ago, um, not a few years, a few terms ago, um, the Senate had two independents and on just about every issue, they would side with the Democrats. So I don't really know if that's kind of just an overall thing, if most independents tend to lean with Democrats on things, um, or if that's just what was specific for those two. Um, so do you think that it's a good idea to have a two-party system like we have Republican and Democrats? So in other words, are you in favor of people voting for other parties uh, than Republican and Democrat, like Libertarian or Green? Now, really quickly to go back to what you just said before, I was I, I think you are right that most independents are uh, Democrats, and most moderates are definitely Democrats. And there's some other uh, sources I read that said Republicans are more, but um, I think the more uh, what's the word um, replica not replicable um, the better obviously the better sources. Um, that had more statistics and data showed that more Democrats tend to be um, independent, except for the um, when Trump and stuff. So that kind of mixed it up too. 
Uh, but it, it's interesting to see it like that. Um, to see this stuff. Now, to answer your question, um, I am in favor of, of people voting for other parties, but I don't think it, because first off, again, a lot of them are leaning. And I, I, I just, because we're just so, you know, two party, it really doesn't make much of a difference. And going back on that, I was talking about Teddy Roosevelt. So what happened is that in his second, when he wanted to come for a second time to be president because he hated how his friend was doing it, which was I think Taft at the time. I believe it was, I could be wrong. But basically is that he really didn't like it. So what he did is that he went ahead, he made another party called the um, Progressive Party. And their uh, mascot was a moose, which was really interesting because when he was speaking, he had the head of a moose like on a, in front of him on his like, wherever the, the speaker stuff are called. On a piece of wood, uh, but anyway, so what happened was he lost. Um, even though half, I think it was the half the Republican Party or half the Democrat, I, I forget which one, but they split like all the voters and they joined one side, but that left the other political party to go ahead and take that win. Uh, so I, we've seen before in the past how um, these usually don't turn out that well for independents. Yeah. Um, and something else interesting is like what you mentioned with progressives, though Abraham Lincoln was a Republican, I'm really not going to get into the whole party switch and everything, but though he was a Republican at the time, um, leaning more towards one side and labeled himself as one side, he was as well as that progressive because he wanted to see progressive change in America. And that, for instance, just specific to him was um, the uh, abolition of slavery. Um, again, I know that's disputed amongst people. I know some people, you know, think that he didn't or whatever, but just facts here, he did sign the Emancipation Proclamation, whether he wanted to or not. Again, um, all opinions aside. So though he was labeled as one side, um, he was progressive. Though, I, I mean, that's a very interesting term, progressive, because just about every American president is progressive. They run on the ideas of I'm the one that can change the country. I'm the one that can better it. Um, there's betterment that's needed. So just about um, every elected official is in some way progressive. Um, however, something that's interesting is there are progressive conservatives. Um, conservative meaning um, they want to keep tradition. They want to, I, I just covered conservatism. So I'm definitely gonna refer you to that episode as well. Um, where conservatives you know, want things to stay the same, stay the status quo, not have any progressive change. Yet there are progressives just in general, like Donald Trump, for example, wanting to make America great again. That's a progressive idea. That's the idea of the betterment of society, which is progressing towards what he believes is better for the future and forward. So, so interesting. Like it's almost an oxymoron at that point and a uh, progressive conservative. But um, yeah, just so random. Um, wanted to talk about that at some point, um, just how I found that to be semi-oxymoronic. Um, what do you think about people voting for parties over candidates? So I know some people think that it's kind of blind voting. They vote for the ideals of the general sum rather than individuals. What do you think about that? So I, I'm at first, I like to try to sympathize with these people because um, I, I think that one of the main reasons they do vote uh, for parties over candidates is that they feel like the party will keep the candidate in check. But this really depends on who holds the power, who's holding the influence. And a lot of the time that is the, the president or the person because they're the one being mainly heard, you know, because um, it's just one person to look to. Uh, but again, I, I think it really depends on who holds the power. So if you think that the, the party holds more of the power, 
then you're gonna try to be more, you know, you wanna try to help the, the party that's holding your values. But if you think the person's holding more power and they're holding your values, you're gonna go for that person. Yeah, I, I definitely have seen that. Um, people do believe that these typically, um, you know, are like the deciding factor of those president's ideals, though that's not specifically true. Again, like I said, more people have been voting, more Republicans have been voting blue in this election more than in decades and decades and decades. Um, so yeah, it, it, I guess it really kind of maybe is not the truth for everyone, but it definitely does seem to be. I mean, some people saw that and pointed that out when a lot of Democrats are voting for Hillary Clinton. A lot of people thought that that was kind of just blind voting and people don't actually support her, don't support what she stands for. And we're just kind of blind voting to get, you know, the blue, um, I guess, voter registration. So yeah, that all kind of, I suppose, just depends. Um, do you think independent voters play an important role in the turnout of elections, you know, when they do decide to flip between uh, red or blue? Absolutely. There's, I mean, there's a growing number of independents, uh, independent people, um, and they hold a bunch of uh, a bunch of sway. And so, uh, candidates will have to try to persuade these independents because if they don't, then um, they're they're going to probably lose. Um, and I think one of the reasons that independents are, are such a thing is because now again, it, it's I just getting it's gotten worse. Hope, I really hope we'll get better, um, but I, I don't know. And um, is that the parties are just so divided. And so I think one of the reasons is that now, at least to me it seems, is that a lot of like the words of like a liberal and Democrat and conservative and Republican have kind of been blended together. And if you disagree with one point of that side, they kind of kick you out. Um, so independents kind of see like a way that they're like this kind of, um, I want to say new, it's not really a new thing. But it's it's more of a way to kind of see both sides and lean to both sides without picking an indefinite side. Yeah, like um, independents are primarily undecided voters. So that is the entirety of a president's job. A president isn't trying to appeal to those that they know are going to vote Democrat every single time. They're going to appeal to or try to appeal at least to those undecided young independent voters. Um, the ones that will alter the course of the election. And though, like, this, again, has to do with purple states. I know the purple states, like those Iowas, the Michigans, Pennsylvanias, Florida, sometimes Florida, I guess really not Florida anymore since it's now red two times in a row. But um, all of those states um, are full and full and full of independent voters that aren't really, you know, dedicated to one side or the other. They are independents, you know, and I can't say primarily, but a lot of them are independents. That is what shapes the election. So I definitely agree with you. Um, do you think that the media represents parties other than um, Democrats and Republicans? Well, if not, how do you think that should be changed? Uh, random, and this sounds really random, but you can see in the little speaker thing how yours has all those uh, frequency stuff and mine doesn't. Uh, can you still like? Is this still being recorded? Just to make sure, um, because mine's yeah, very small. I, it's, I just it's still being recorded. I can still hear you well. Um, they are going up, of course. You know, less than mine. I guess maybe it just has to do with the pitch. I suppose less so than the volume, but I can definitely hear you. Okay, okay, that's good. I just wanted to make sure. Uh, so to answer your question, 
I, I don't think they give a, a great representation of, of others. I, I think they kind of try and they do a little bit, but overall, you know, they're making the most money from doing the kind of the big stuff. Um, but I think the best way they can try to change this is uh, kind of breaking down, I, I guess I'm so against the division between the Republican and Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. I think if you kind of break that down, that division, that there would be actually a lot less independence because um, it would just stop being so uh, one-sided, if that made any sense. <laughs> I can rephrase it if you'd like to. Yeah, no, no, I, I definitely got it. Like, it really hasn't been much portrayal of other parties. I mean, really only representation that they get in the media is, I suppose, saying the name as they read off who's on the ballot in the states that they... Um, cover or represent if it's a local, for example, um, there really isn't hasn't been at least much, um, you know, cover of libertarians or green. I mean, I've heard more so green party, even though libertarian is a bigger party than um, I've heard of. Like I said, of um, libertarian. I suppose maybe that's just because a lot of media's. This is again a fact. Don't come for me, but a lot of media's tend to be more left-leaning there are more left-leaning outlets than there are right-leaning outlets um so that i suppose that is because a uh, the green party is more left-leaning i suppose that is i guess the coverage that they get um, again it's not a lot at all it's also i feel like because they're unproblematic um not as problematic or divisive as republicans and democrats are probably not causing as much of a stir um as republicans and democrats are um as well as that they also don't account for a huge amount of the population so that's probably my guess as to why. Um, do you think that the parties can be destructive to the voting process? If so, why? Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's really easy to say that, yeah, they can. Uh, it's just, especially over the years, it's just gone progressively worse and worse, especially after Trump. And it's just caused a bunch of division and the main issue is that it's at least to me that i see i think this happened with one candidate trying to run for president i forgot his name but i think he was republican and he agreed one thing on the democrat and then republicans turned against him and then the uh then he switched to democrat side and he lost but he switched um but it's it's just that it, in washington he also talked about this and he gave i think three rules and one of them was not to create political parties but it's it, again, it's very hard to imagine some place where there's not, you know, two major political parties. I mean, in every every country I can think of, maybe um, you can mention some that aren't. There is, unless it's you know, like a dictator and you don't have a choice. Um, but there's like basically um, just some major major parties, and that's really it. Not a lot of smaller ones. Uh, so I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. There are some two major parties, but I think that the main bad thing is just how you know it's very much of a competition instead of trying to get to understand each other and work together it's just competing against each other to get more power yeah there, there is great division i don't mean that like a positive just a, a mass yeah, yeah. amount of um division and um, i believe it was george washington himself the only ever independent president who said that political parties were what's going to destroy america um whether you agree with him or not that's um, you to decide yourself um, but yeah I guess take that as you would like um, according to um, the January 2021 Gallup poll about 45% of Americans define themselves as independent do you think that this is a good or bad thing for the future of politics in America 
overall, I, I do think it's a good thing because it's these these people they're kind of breaking off from the the main part. We're well, not breaking off, but they're becoming more lenient. Again, maybe it's just a choice of words. They just like the sound better, but they are you know very picky about what they choose. Um, but overall, I think it is a positive thing. Um, the especially you know again, I've mentioned this like a million times. This is all I'm going to talk about, but just the division and stuff. So I feel that. There is a, a great percentage that are, are kind of seeing this division and just want uh, a better America. Uh, if you can go on with that, maybe if you, if you like, you can explain it better than I did. I mean, yeah, you explained it perfectly. I mean, division is going to be a recurring topic in this, especially because that is one of the key reasons why independents have, you know, political independence from either of the two parties, I guess, um, because of the division and how, like, you know, talks of, of an environment as you become. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think you did it perfectly. Um, so here, I guess we can do true or false, misconception or fact. Could independents form a third major party, or are these voters too diverse in values? Uh, it's it's. I think it's a definitely a, a misconception because independents, they're first off, they're leaning, um, and, and second off, they're not really necessarily moderates. They kind of are, but I I wouldn't entirely and I, I think I said earlier that's how I saw it but I wouldn't entirely say they are and um, again that's just because they do have bias and it's just that a lot of people are and it would just be far too diverse um, so the best way would just be again if the you know Republican and Democrat were um, not so um, very boxed in uh, but it's no, I, I just think, I don't think they could form a third party. I think there is a a fair percentage. I take that back. There's not a lot of a fair percentage that could make a huge difference as of now. I don't know, maybe in the future, but as of now, mm-hmm. uh, even if they did agree, um, like you were talking about the um, oh, how did I forget the name that fast? Wow, the uh, the, the most popular one right now, Independence. Oh, I totally forgot the name most popular one i think i know it was the one you mentioned before i think they're the most centrism being centrist no no uh, the, i mean like a, a party like you talk about if it's the green i don't know how a green or libertarian kind of yeah 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 I, that's what i'm trying to say um but oh, third party yeah 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 so i they could but it, it wouldn't make a big difference anyway um so overall they are just too diverse yeah, like you said, I mean, independent is really up to everyone's own definition. Like I said, Bernie Sanders was once a um, independent for decades, and that's what he, you know, called himself. Though he has very um, left-leaning views, so he definitely, I suppose, wasn't a centrist if that's one's definition of it. Um, but again, there are um, independents that lean left, independents that lean right. There are also political centrists, which literally believe a like exact combination of the two again that is everyone's own definition of centrist but centrism is you know gathering political perceptions from everything around them and you know like creating it to be one ideology so that is also someone's could be someone's definition of independent but yeah i mean it is very um obvious to see that that is a misconception Uh, there is really no possible way that independence just as a whole that is too broad of a term could become its own party as well as that like you said america is too like too party heavy that where that could be like a feasible thing that you know would kick up and 
you know, become big, even though like that previous statistic, 45% of Americans would consider themselves that. It just, America is too, too party. And most of these independents do have their own leanings anyway, um, to make the whole party. Um, so another misconception or fact, um, are all independents moderate or do they range? Uh, yes, they, I, they do range as, as you mentioned, Bernie Sanders. Uh, he's very uh, left, you know, he identifies as independent. Um, so yeah, they, they do range. Yeah, again, it's like I just said, it's up to everyone's own personal definition. Um, as well as that, um, do you think political candidates value independence, votes, and thoughts? Uh, I think they, they have to. They really don't have a choice because if they, if they want to win, they're trying to win over um, a large percentage of the population. And as we've seen before with the 45, it's a pretty big percent. And so they kind of have to go off of less um, or sometimes more, you know, controversial to kind of get their support, um, like uh, climate change or the economy. Uh, so they, they try not to push them away though, because they're very essential to them winning. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give a perfect example here. John Ossoff um, and Raphael Warnock, they both ran as Democrats in Georgia. Georgia, a very historically red state. Like the fact that both of they both of them won and Georgia was blue in the presidential election is, you know, the first time in like history, that's probably not a fact, so don't take that too seriously, but it's very, very, very rare for that to happen. So both of these Democrats, you know, I guess, whether it is their own actual views or not, they had to, you know, tone it down a little bit, tone down the left, um, so that those, which now Georgia has a big percentage of, so that those independents or center leanings wouldn't, you know, would vote for them and they find appealing. Um, if they were too far left, you know, with all these uh, left progressive policies, uh, whether they want to instill them personally or not, if those are their own personal views, but um, it wouldn't have worked in a state like Georgia. It might work in a state like Vermont, Massachusetts, um, those states where just about every single county in it votes blue in the presidential election, those electors go blue. Um, and yeah, so like in Georgia, you have to have more of a independent left approach if you want to win a state like that, that, you know, has a lot of undecided voters. Um, and the last question for today, of course, you can add on after, how would ballots, the media, etc., work to value independent voters in your uh, utopia? So in terms of uh, politically, I think the, the best, the best thing that could happen is that the Republican and the Democratic would stop being so divisive. I think that that would solve a lot of the problems. If they decided to work together instead of always fighting each other, um, that would help a lot. And I think that's really the, the main thing. And because we don't have that, that's, that's why independents show up. Um, so I, in my in my worldview, in my worldview, I would I would believe that that would be the solution to it. Not necessarily like more representation for the independent voters because they would be so diverse it wouldn't really do it a lot. But instead that um, that the Republicans and Democrats would just uh, come together more and be more uh, united. Do you think that's going to happen? Oh, my bad. Go on. No, finish, finish. Okay. (laughs) So I I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. Um, I hope it does, but uh, we will see what happens. So do you have, uh, he's my brother, I don't know what he's doing, I think he, there's a basketball game on or something. Um, 
Do you have any ideas for how Democrats and Republicans can become more united? Well, one thing is that um, I, I, I mean, one is the president uh, to be more centrist. I think Joe Biden, I hope he does uh, do a good job and stuff. I don't think, I think that after Joe, here's my thought. I think after Joe Biden, it's going to be a uh, Republican um, that's also more centrist, that's going to win. That's my thought. We'll see what happens. I'm willing to bet on that. Um, but so that's my thought. And I think that after a while, it will it will go down because I think there's patterns and things with history. And this is like we're, we've reached a boiling point with Trump. And I, I think that they're it's just going to naturally kind of decrease back down. I could be wrong. It could just skyrocket even further, which would be awful. But my thought is that it's just going to just naturally occur. It's just going to go back down. But that also comes up to the media. The media is very, I think, a very big part of, of politics and very of, of everything actually, but especially politics because how much you know kind of social control and the media does tend to be more left. Um, so I think that one of the ways is that the media, especially with cancel culture and um, uh, big tech. In fact, I think. I mean, granted, Mark Zuckerberg gets sued all the time, but he's getting sued another time for for, for cancel culture, I think, something like that. Uh, I could give you more details on that later. Um, but I think the media also is, is going to be a huge factor in determining whether this kind of boiling point will go down or not. Yeah, I mean, those are, those are good ideas. I personally don't think that's going to happen just with Gen Z being able to vote next election. You and I will both be able to vote next election. Um, and Gen Z is the most left-leaning generation probably ever. That's a good um, point. Yeah, that's a good point. So now with Gen Z being able to vote, of course, people will want to vote for a candidate that reflects their views. Um, and with Gen Z, like it's a very, 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 very high percentage are left or left-leaning at least. Um, like centered left leaning, don't really know where they stand. But by the by the time they're 18, they'll know who to vote for. Um, there's also higher and higher, higher voter turnout, um, especially for younger people now. So um, I really am not too too sure um, about what um, is going to happen. Of course, future will um, unfold um, as it comes out. But um, and of course, there really can't be too much of a centrist president. They will have to pick views on everything. You know taxes, how they're going to tax. They can't have a center, a centrist view on that. They have to really pick one or the other way. You're to absolutely do it. right. No, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. So, um, you know, you know, their stances on different things. There is a, unfortunately, you know, it is too, very, very two party. And I think everyone can agree that that's um, an unfortunate thing that you really have to pick one or the other. Uh, if you want to be a politician or you just want to be an active voter and an active um, civil engager. Um, but you know, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's just going to be very, very hard for there to be, um, a, a politician that is fully centrist or fully independent. I mean, again, like, like I said, everyone's diff everyone has a different interpretation of independent. Bernie Sanders might be different than the average, uh, person in Missouri. Like, um, it, it really depends on what everyone, you know, everyone's personal discretion. So. Will there be another independent president? Um, we'll definitely have to, um, time will tell. Will it be Bernie Sanders? Time will tell, though he's technically not an independent anymore. Um, so again, independent is all over the place. Um, do you have any 
final words or final things to say on independence or anything else in general? I, I don't think I think you mentioned. I think closing remark was very good. So, yeah, I'm. I mean, I, I'm done. If you want to say anything lastly, then you can. Yeah. Um, well, I really don't have too much to add. Um, everything I kind of wanted to go through was there. Um, uh, what's it called? I think that you did very well explaining this. Um, it is a very difficult topic, of course, since it is you know different for every single person. I think you did well explaining um, all the possible sides of it. So I appreciate that. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode of What's New with Nikki. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at What's New with Nikki and on TikTok at What's New with Nikki podcast, kind of a long name, but definitely be sure to check it out. Um, I update it pretty infrequently at this point, but I'm working on it um, to get through um, all these current events that are happening as they happen. Um, so definitely be sure to check out that. But I am the most active on Instagram. Today, the Equality Act was just passed, which is basically um, doesn't allow the discrimination in workplace or public places anymore for the LGBTQ community. So that's an, a current event that happened today. If you want to learn a little bit more about it, then definitely be sure to reach out to me um, on it. I'll definitely be happy to educate you or definitely look up um, anything on your own um, at your own discretion, of course. Um, choose your resources wisely. That is what I preach on here. Choose your resources wisely because I want you guys, the next generation of Gen Z, to be um, civically engaged and to vote as you want um, and don't let anything influence your voting decisions because it is yours um, so yeah thank you so much um, Silas do you have anything you want to plug or promote like you did last time I can put your contact information again if you would like well if, if you want to do that I, I'm fine with that uh, thank you for having me though I really appreciate it I'd love to come back another time I love these podcasts they're very interesting <laughs> um, yes. I get to learn a lot too from you talking so Thank you. Yes, thank you so much for joining me. Bye. Bye.